foolish not to. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fried Chicken Chat. It's the Fried Chicken Show. It's the only podcast discussing like the, the ins and the outs like the skin of on? fried like to take the chicken. Skin off. Of, uh, of fried chicken? I mean, that's what we're talking about. You literally just Who said would take the skin the off? Who just eats the... Who well, just, when you go who's over like, a healthier fried chicken, I guess it would be baked chicken. Yeah, yeah. Like I think I don't chicken? think you can have it's a healthier delicious. fried chicken. You can go healthy. It depends on, it, it depends on what it is. It's all about the spices, I'll tell you this, baby. I'm not nuts... <laughs> about fried chicken, I know. Uh, hey, I'm a little silly, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not a fried chicken oh, boy. Up, I always dude. get an upset Who tummy. Are you trying I, to impress? I'm not trying to impress anybody, I, dude. I wish I loved fried I chicken. Wish. Oh my god, are you fucking honest, insane, dude? I do not eat it enough, but I used to love it. And I'm yeah, assuming I, I still like, do. Uh, Why wouldn't I? No, it's delicious. It's delicious. That's the problem. It's crunchy. It's it, when mm. done correctly. It's when also done juicy. well. Oh yeah. If it's not done correctly, I don't want to go saying that all fried chickens are, are juicy. But. I don't know that I've ever had dry fried chicken. Oh, fried that's out dry. There, baby. Fr- I mean, well, I you have don't like fried oh, so chicken, I, so you know, it's not like you're getting it all the time. Because you're gonna get bad I chicken like, uh, if you do it all the time. You're gonna get substandard. Someone's ending the shift. The chicken stayed in the thing too long, and by the thing, I did I mean a uh, barn, the coop. It stayed on the farm too long. Yeah, you think these chickens they should have put up family. the pasture? What do you think? You think a chicken misses his family when it's getting cut up and served as lunch? No, I think those chickens have like a lifespan of about three months, and they're just all the only I existence think they know is live longer than three months. If, but if not the ones that KFC's correctly. cooking up. Oh, sure. Oh, that, yeah, I don't certainly. Even think they use real chicken. Oh, oh, Jesus! I would be horrified to actually see it. To see a chicken processing plants? I mean, yeah. you can. The videos are. You know, you know what I did uh, in during the pandemic, very recently actually, is a. Uh, I finally got one of them. Remember, we had the, we had the fried chicken sandwich wars of. Uh, I remember, it was crazy. 2019. People were going nuts, folks. People this is pre-pandemic. Stop about it. Which is the best? Wouldn't chicken stop. Sandwich? Is it Chick Fil A? It's not Chick Fil A. Is, is it McDonald's? This is never going to be McDonald's. That you love, and we will never see and eye I, to eye. They said you gotta go. You gotta. You gotta get to Popeyes. They said you gotta go to Popeyes. You gotta try. Love that chicken from Popeyes. That's the song they sing. Is that how the song goes? Love that chicken from Popeyes. Because I eat me spinach. The all right. You know that that's Popeye the Sailor Man. No, Sailor Man. He's a he eats the chicken of the sea tuna. Guys, we watched the Freedom Connection. No, Play we watched the, the French. Don't French Cornichon. French Francois Cornichon. Give me that Freedom fries with that chicken sandwich. Croissant, Mister Sailor Man. What do you think? Do you think they really named it after the detective? Or that's what the Wikipedia article says. That's what this whole bit has been leading up to. Is that? The chicken chain Popeyes was not named after the fictional sailor. Oh, that's man. why we started the episode on it. It was named bed. after the uh, racist, corrupt cop He's a really Popeye not Doyle good guy from the film we from watched what today. What I remember of this film, Les Frances Connaissons. Oh. Here comes the theme song. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Bonjour. 
two boys in a balcony, in a balcony, a balcony. Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony. And we're back and we're back and we're back. It's two boys in a balcony. My name is Sean Sullivan. I'm here as joined as always. Sean, when you said we, but, we, obviously, I thought, <laughs> I thought you were talking you about P. Tinkle? You think I'm talking about Bill some... Bill uh, here to talk about urine and oh, a French accent today. He introduced himself. We, oh, we. Oh, French Bill McMorrow. That character is not going to get old. Freedom Bill McMorrow. Hey, I uh, just some croissants. What, this isn't America anymore? Yeah. We, uh, we are back. We're recording. Uh, remote. It is uh, July first. New federal oh, fiscal year just kicked in, is, baby. The new movies have shown up on all the streaming services. Oh, and we love it. We movies, love it. I we love it. Old movies from old the old services. So, uh, last night in Soho. That's a new oh, one that popped up. That's a new up. one on HBO. That was one that I was unwilling to rent, and now I can watch it uh, with my HBO feed yeah, that I, I pay, some, which is I've heard three uh, times as much as it would be to rent the movie. I heard some iffy things. But yeah, yeah. But hey, what are you gonna do? What am I gonna not watch? Last night what in Soho, starring Anya Taylor, Anya Taylor Joy, directed by Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Of course, we're gonna watch him. We love that motherfucker. Do we? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we like him. I can't speak for you, but I do. I mean, I love those that Cornetto trilogy. You like the? You love the idea of him? I love the idea of him. Oh my god! Every time in I fairy, think about him, I just you do. I just smile. I smile. I love it. I like Edgar's. I just know so, when he's in the me. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can sense. I have like a. I have I a can, sixth sense. I can sense people are still here. Yep. I can. I have this. No, it's just him. It's oh, just, just Edgar Wright. Just him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this. I have this weird power where I know that he's alive. What a and weird when, power when he, do you have for somebody who's never met the man? It's very specific and useless in a lot of circumstances. Other than if someone Didn't asks, like is a Edgar tweet Wright once alive? Or something. So now there's a personal bond. Uh, that was Paul Feig. Oh, That's just my sorry. buddy, uh, director of uh, Ghostbusters, uh, Girl Ghostbusters. I can't remember what it was called. That's what he directed. I think they called it Ghostbusters 2016 or something. Uh, like that. Lady Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. No, no, it was just Ghostbusters. Mrs. Ghostbusters. Have you seen the new one? No, I'm not watching that shit. Why not? Because it doesn't look uh, entertaining. <laughs> I don't know. I hate that kid from uh, Stranger Things. Is that who it is? Who's in it? The Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, Finn kid? Wolfhard. I don't like that guy. Oh, from it. Yeah, I don't. I didn't like him in it. He's my least favorite one of those kids in it. Right, well, you get you any other one of those kids. Little kid. I Sorry, mean, dude. Your name's Finn Wolfhard. Time, so but... eat shit, dude. Whoa, this guy's dude. got fifty. He's got fifty million dollars in for the a bank. He can blow who me. Has professed his love for Harvey Scrimshaw. Love Harvey Scrimshaw. You know what? Someone named Finn Wolfhard seems. Yo, my. Yo, my bro, Harvey Scrimshaw, came in, got his bag, oh, and got dude, the fuck out. So good. You know? He came in, he got his $15,000 for appearing in The Witch, and then he, he cashed out. He was, yeah, dude, there's no way he was making tons of money. No, he's so good in that. The budget on that thing is probably like, uh, I would Northman. say, 1.2. He could have played a Maybe slave he was. in the Northman. Maybe he was there. We don't know. Harvey Scrimshaw. I mean, I looked it up. He's not listed. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that Northman, what a, what a film. It was great. Films. They're back, baby. Films, things we love. I might. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I got shows uh, tonight and tomorrow that start at 7 p.m. Holy what moly, are we that's fucking so doing? Late for you. 
early? No, that's early. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I'm barely done eating dinner with my family, and I'm just like, fuck off. Where you at? Where you going? You want to name names? <sighs> Bill's Bar. Oh, my name is but Bill. That's right. Uh, on NBC's this fall. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> My name is Bill. Sometimes like, a, you want to go where Bill Where knows everybody name. knows Bill's, Bill's name. name. Oh, that's even better. That works out. Yeah, you got to let me I didn't have enough time to think songs, about it. You know? Song and dance, man, baby. Uh, I, I got to go. I want to check out this. Uh, I got to see this Elvis. Boz oh, Lerman's Elvis Lerman's film. Elvis. Is he going to run into Forrest Gump in this? I, have, I don't know. I mean, Tom no Hanks spoilers. plays. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Right? He's got to learn to dance somehow. That's all is I that got to say Hanks about that. Is that who Hanks is in it? He plays Parker, Yeah, right? he's got a fucking, some kind of weird, insane accent. Dude, I bet it's pretty good. I bet it is pretty good. That, or I'm going to try to see that black phone. That looks oh, like I fun. that's uh, really good. The Ethan Hawke horror one. Scott, Scott Derrickson, who directed the first Doctor Strange and uh, did not direct the new Doctor How Strange. Come? Which... Did he get into a row with somebody? Did he? Oh. No. I tried no, watching no, no, that they... new Doctor Strange. And I yeah, did. they just, uh, Blank Check just did a whole episode on it. And uh, the director of the first Doctor Strange, he was going through some uh, personal uh, traumas from his from his youth. He like uh, I don't I don't know. He he overcame some un uh, undisclosed trauma from his childhood that he was working through, and he just couldn't focus on the movie. So he he gracefully bowed out. This is no the hard second feelings. one you're talking about, the multiverse. Yeah, is that the yeah, second and then one? They were, that is the second Doctor Strange, and then they brought in uh, my boy Sam Raimi to 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 clean up. Oh, I love Sam Raimi, but I a lot was of good. Not there's some good Raimi shit in it. There's some good uh, Raimi stuff, but uh, it is kind of yeah. a whiff. I uh, I had seen watched everything everywhere all at once like two weeks beforehand. So yeah, it just it if sucks gonna, that those if movies I'm going to do the, the multiverse, I'll either do that or I'll do Beavis and Butthead. Spider Man. Beavis and Butthead doesn't even go. They only. I was disappointed in that. <laughs> Here we go. It was pretty. Funny, Put our film. Dude. It, it was... Get your film journalist cap out. It's time to talk <laughs> about Beavis and Butthead. Do the universe. Uh, fucking hilarious. Great. So fun. The whole. It was the very first time with that I Beavis fallen in love with Siri. With Siri was so funny. Uh, it's the only time uh, Beavis and Butt has been around my entire life. Yeah, like it came out when I was a. It was like a big controversial thing when I was a kid. I wasn't allowed to watch it. That was one of the few yeah, shows. It's like, a, uh, like that rules. I didn't, that rules, Sean. Yeah, yeah. It's I. Like, your parents won't uh, even let you watch the damn show. Uh, <laughs> shut up, Dick. It was some uh, fantastic uh, stoner material. Back then. Well, that's the thing is that I I never realized that they were children. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're teenagers. They, I didn't I thought I didn't realize they're like fifteen. They don't even have driver's yeah. licenses. I, and in my head, I'm just like, nah, they're fucking stoner burnouts. And it's like, <laughs> nope, they don't do any drugs. Fucking boomers. There's no alcohol. Like I just thought they were like like just junkies, and I they made me nervous. But now that they're children, I gotta maybe I'll go back and revisit some Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, like the only. Uh, substance abuse is uh, sugar. Yeah, it's just like fucking Mountain Dew and yeah. shit. But, uh, but I laughed. Funny, uh, dude. Uh, the uh, I got some good chuckles out of uh, on Paramount Plus. I think use some butter. Do I believe the universe? The fucking the fucking space talking and this, all of it was so fucking funny. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm glad that you enjoyed it, Sean. You finally realized that not everything's scary. 
No, and I'm going to have a talk with my mom and dad. I'm going to say, listen, <laughs> I'm 39 years old. Scary. I can watch Jackass, and I can watch Beavis you and Butthead. these things. No, Jackass I always watched. That one. Did uh, you have to sneak out of the house to do it? No, because I was I was a man by then. I was a man. Well, yeah. What What was I the was first in, Jackass? The first ninety nine. Uh, the TV sh- The TV show comes. I think is ninety nine. So I was like fifteen, sixteen. Oh, and my I was man. watching. I dude, Come I fucking. On, dude. I watched that shit all the time, and then recently in the last year, I've redevoted my life. Would you try to do stunts in your yard? I'm constantly doing stunts constantly. in my yard. Constantly. You got to see the ramps that I'm building over here. Yeah, I'm breaking a lot of barriers. (laughs) Sound barriers, racial barriers. I'm breaking a lot of barriers. The barrier between my skull and my brain. Yep. Uh, The barrier between my left uh, nostril and my right nostril. That's completely burned through. Yeah. Doing your little tricks. Cocaine gone, man. I was doing some. I was was trying to do some cocaine tricks and uh, just completely blew up my system. Nothing funny about cocaine tricks. No, Sean. No, turns out nothing funny. But that's where we're at. Very expensive tricks. Oh yeah, dude. The most expensive tricks on the fucking market, other than solid gold cereal. The solid trick Maybe cereal. Some prostitution tricks as well. I think, dude. I think a solid gold box of General Mills tricks cereal is going to be more expensive than the most expensive it. prostitute. Yeah, but but I'm saying It'd be to buy than that. A house. That's a heck of a prostitute. You're going to get a gold, solid gold box. You think you could lift a I, house over your head? If I had to, yeah. <laughs> if, like, What's under You know what I mean? If I had, like, yeah, are my kids stuck underneath? Then absolutely. The fucking strength of the father. How do you out. get under the house? Get the fuck out. I'd fucking throw that house to the moon. Good riff. Good riff. Uh, we're here. We're, we're, we're recording uh, an episode about the... French Connection in uh, a movie. We didn't we didn't put it out last week because uh, oh boy, everything in the whole world sucked ass. It was tense and times. It, and guess what? Still sucks shit. Yeah. And uh, but uh, we got a damn job. But if to we do. wait any longer, we will forget all premises yep. of this movie. Yeah, we will have to watch the movie again, which I am unwilling to I do because I I don't love it. I've seen it uh, twice now. Uh, as of I, I liked it a lot more the second time. I liked the first it a time lot I more the first time. Did not get it. <gasps> oh my gosh! Opposites attract. Paula Abdul. Yep. Yeah, that's us, man. Paula from the uh, from American Idol. From that's songs. right. Yep. DJ Scat Cat. Nope. That can't be it. Yeah, that's right, isn't no, it? Was it? MC Scat Cat. DJ Scat M- means poop. Oh yeah. Well, that's they shouldn't different. have called it poop cat. Poop cat. Uh, we're talking today, folks. We're talking Talk- about films. We're talking about the 44th annual Academy Awards. It's old, dude. Fucking, they gotta end Monday, it, so. April 10th, 1972, only on NBC, hosted by Helen Hayes, Alan King, Sammy Davis Jr., and Jack Lemmon. They got rid of the Friends of Oscar bit. Yeah, they're like, let's narrow this down to Helen Hayes. $500 to do this. Alan King, Sammy Davis Jr., and Jack Lemmon. Jack Lemmon, the one that doesn't fit. I'm still not even sure who Helen Hayes is, so let's dive into that. Jack Lemmon, the one who doesn't fit? Uh, Yeah, because he's an actor. Alan King is a comedian. Sammy Davis Jr. is a a song and dance man. Sammy Davis Jr. is an actor. 
Yeah, well, he's like an all around, yeah. but like. Uh, and Jack Helen Lemons Hayes is- was from. Uh, she's an actress. Helen Hayes is the first person. Uh, nope, she was the second person and the first woman to fucking EGOT, baby. She got an Emmy, a Grammy, a Tony, and an Oscar. I mean, that sounds like an actress. That's fucking crazy. At least some she, acting must have happened. Uh, she won the Triple Crown of Acting. What, what was she in? I'm looking that up. Let's see. What the, what the fuck did... What's this bitch winning all this fucking shit like, for? Oh, she was... Oh, <laughs> triumph of the will. On. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, she propaganda. played Mugwai in Gremlins. Oh, uh, she's... Uh, Helen Hayes is um, the old lady from uh, Airport. That's on the uh, that's always sneaking onto planes. Oh shit! She won. Uh, she won the. Oscar I think she for won that. the Academy Award for that this year, Good right? Or was that last year? That was uh, last year, right? That was last week. Yeah. Or l- the last year of films that we were talking. About. Yeah. And now she's I'll getting you, invited Helen to Hayes. host the fucking thing. Now she's like, getting invited. Now she's getting invited to the big stage. One last year, she's supporting actress winner. This year, bam, baby, you're the host. Host with the most, Helen Hayes. And she's like, I'm 87 years old. Can I just have the night off? Nope. Yeah. She's like, let me get some of that Jack Lemon dong. She's actually uh, 71 years old because she was born in 1900. Really? Can you believe that shit? I wow. can't believe it. People were born and She now. died 30 years ago. Okay. 1993. We lost her. Uh, I don't know whose turn it was to it watch was it, but somebody it dropped time. the ball. You finally. It was me that time. I keep accusing you. I yeah. keep accusing you. Finally, you step up and you accept responsibility for the disappearance of Helen Hayes. It was what year was that? 1993. 93-year-old yeah, lady. anything. Like a seven-year stretch. So I might have lost yeah, you... some other people in that, too. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, were you the guy that was supposed to watch yeah, and make sure that Saddam Hussein? Oh, the first World Trade Center bombing. All of them. Oh, you're going 93 up. Oh, yeah. well. I okay. missed from like ninety three to two thousand sixteen. Oh shit! That is a yeah, that is a fucking haul. There was a, a space from like seventy four to eighty seven too. Seventy four to eighty seven. Yeah, I and pretty then much remember eighty seven to ninety three. So really, you're you're really like I'm mentally about old. eight, about eight years old. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. That answers a lot of my questions. Yeah. Uh, no follow-up needed for there. It asks a lot of questions, too, but we don't need to it's, get into them. It certainly does. Uh, Sean, these are all comedy riffs that I'm doing. Yo, bro, all I know. All of this. Uh, Chuck Chaplin gets uh, an honorary award at the uh, ceremony for his incalculable effect he had in making motion pictures the art form of this century. I don't believe in honorary awards. Either earn it or get the fuck out. I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I think the idea is that he's earned the award over the course of yeah, a right. lifetime of being unrecognized by the <clears throat> awarding body. Yeah. So. And then all of a sudden, everybody's getting trophies. <laughs> okay. Hey, if you think the oh, 1971, I'm sorry, did you do it when there was no sounds? That's cool. You think I? I just want to. I just want to be clear. You think the birth of participation trophy culture is because in 1971. They handed an honorary Oscar to Charlie Chaplin. I think it's because of Charlie Chaplin. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I don't think that it's solely because of it, but I think that it's a strong indictment on it. So the death of the American male is because of Charles Chaplin's honorary Oscar. Gotcha. No, that's because of asbestos and lead paint and everything. And then guns. <sighs> and guns. 
asbestos, lead plate, in guns, in that order. One, two, three. Just depression. You know, just a general malaise. That's coming in at four. Coming in at four. General malaise coming in at five. (laughs) General malaise. Stub toes coming in around six. Dude, you have a stubby toe and you go, that's it. dude. I'm not going on. That's it. Box cutter to the fucking jugular. That's the fucking point. What am I going to fucking be in pain for like three minutes? (laughs) Fuck that shit. Oh, we certainly have fun when we joke about life's miseries, Sean. We we fucking do. We do. I've been... uh... (laughs) Oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. The nominees for the 44th Best Picture Academy Award are... A Clockwork Orange, directed by Stanley Kubrick. I want it. In a near-future Britain, young Alexander DeLarge and his pals get their kicks beating and raping anyone they please. When not destroying the lives of others, Alex swoons to the music of Beethoven. The state, eager to crack down on juvenile crime, gives an incarcerated Alex the option to undergo an invasive procedure that'll rob him of all personal agency. Oh, invasive. Get in there. If you could just get in there. In a time when conscience is commodity, can Alex change his tune? Uh, yeah, Malcolm McDowell, a bunch of British people, fucking thing, rips ass. The rules, dude. It's such a good um, movie. I completely understand why it did not win. Uh, because it's so fucking, it's, it's so ultra violent. They even call it ultra violence. Um, it's really, uh, it holds up so well. Yeah, it's really good. And Kubrick fucking rules, and Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm is McDowell. In this movie. Is, he was he nominated? He wasn't even nominated, right? No, no. Incredible. Uh, Clockwork Orange gets, uh, I believe, a screenplay gets four nominations. Uh, let's see, best film editing. Uh, not even cinematography. The cinematography is fucking great. Uh, it look it. It's such a. It like visually, its own thing. Like I mean, Clockwork it Orange is its own. Like you can't even compare it to other movies. I don't think visually. Like it just has its own. F- throughout the whole fucking like from the opening, dude, when it opens on the shot of uh, of his face with the the one the long and lashes. Yeah, at the on milk at the at the, at the milk, milk bar. Milk bar. Yeah, gets a screenplay nomination, and uh, he gets nominated for director, picture, and editing, and doesn't win nothing. Kubrick gets uh, screwed. I think Kubrick does dirty by the uh, Academy Awards. I think they was uh, still punishing him for 2001. I mean, they're also like, it's a fucking movie that where anytime a woman's on stage, uh, on on stage, on screen, uh, she's probably going to get uh, raped or and murdered, so... It's not like a very, like, it's not, for a lot of people, probably an uncomfortable film to watch. Oh, I mean, I, um, no doubt. And even more but, so uh, now, compared to Oh, that. yeah. Yeah, it's still really but it's disturbing. Still, I think it still holds up as phenomenal. Um, I think it's probably, I mean, definitely one of Kubrick's best, I think. Let's, uh, can you agree with me on this? Maybe one of the coolest Best Picture nominations of all time. That they saw that movie and they were like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Clockwork Orange. It's so, uh, like, and it's, I mean, it's, I remember watching it when I was, like, the first time I saw this movie, I think I was, like, 13 or 14. And just being, like, 
holy shit. Like I and then for years I never I never watched it again and I just remembered it as a violent, just like really troubling thing. Oh yeah. And I've watched it a few times as an adult and as and it is, but it's just like it goes well, it was, two uh, halves too, because he goes once he gets to the treatment. Oh yeah. Like he's like completely changed and they turn Beethoven on him and Yeah. But it's um, so just I watched did you watch that video I sent you about the about him all the locations he found to make no, it like I did futuristic. Not. It's it like they're all actual Yeah, places in London yeah. or England. Uh it was banned in England for where they I had think, the like twenty five years record store where he goes and meets the two girls is uh the basement of the Chelsea drugstore uh from the Rolling Stones. I went down to the Chelsea drugstore. You know it. So I just oh, give yeah. you a little bit yeah. of uh Oh that yeah. Yeah, yeah now that I hear it. Prescription yep. filled. There. You can't yep. always get what you want is the song that I was singing. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. Uh Fiddler on the Roof. Directed by Norman Jewison, this lavishly produced and critically acclaimed screen adaptation of the international stage sensation tells the life-affirming story of Tevya, a poor milkman whose love, pride, and faith help him face the oppression of turn-of-the-century Tsarist Russia. Fiddler on the Roof, starring Topol and other people that I did not, I don't know who they are, but... Uh, I've never seen it. Uh, I saw it when I was in eighth grade, I and like I remember to. really thinking it was great. Yeah. Um, I know, But it was like, not... The song, some probably most of the songs from it. Yep. Without um, realizing that they're from it. Yeah. There's uh, if I were a rich man, matchmaker, matchmaker. Make me a match. Tradition, 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 tradition. That's like a three-hour uh, joint, right? Yeah, and it wasn't on our little. Uh, cheat list no. and it wasn't streaming and i just didn't have three hours to watch fiddler on the roof yeah. but uh uh this would maybe be my pick that's why i'm hesitant to say what i liked more than the french connection because i haven't seen this in 20 years yeah so and you're a music man you like to get uh, up there you like to do a number you I like remember to synchronize uh, your steps to the other people. You like to Topol as Tevya is fucking fantastic. He's you like uh, to put so your good. Hand on your hip. Oh yeah, you get like a little. To walk oh. in a fanciful fashion while telling a story. Welcome, you like to rhyme your words. Just wait till next week, dude. You think I don't know the words to every song in Cabaret? Melody? What do you resolve? A medley or a melody? I think it's a I melody. Like to resolve, uh, I like to resolve uh, pending legal action. You suing me? Maybe. Right. If it gets the that last name out there. Last picture show directed by the late Peter Bogdanovich. Was that this week? Wasn't that last week? I'm confused mm, my now. friend. Mm-mm. Last picture show was this week. Peter Bogdanovich just passed. High school seniors and best friends, Sonny and Dwayne, live he in a dying pass, Texas right? town. Is that this yep, year? Yep, that, that was this year. Uh, I could tell you, because I watched the, this movie the day after. He uh, January 9th, we lost Pete Bogdan. I wasn't responsible for that one. I had no, shit going nobody, on. Nobody, nobody blames you anymore. Right. Anymore, but there was like three uh, months that it was 
Yup. It was uh-huh. fucking bad, dude. The uh, the handsome Dwayne is dating local beauty JC while Sonny is having an affair with the coach's wife Ruth. As graduation nears, both boys contemplate their futures. While Dwayne eyes the army and Sonny takes over a local business, each boy struggles to figure out if he can escape this dead end town and build a better life somewhere else. Is that Timothy Hutton, right? Uh, Timothy Bottoms. Timothy Bottoms. And Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges. Young Jeff uh, and Bridges. then Sybil Shepard and Cloris Leachman. And Ellen Bernstein and Morris Leachman, dude. Holy uh, Eileen Brennan and Randy Quaid and Clue Gallagher and so many people. Holy um, Cloris Leachman. Uh, I don't. Which did she? It, she didn't get nominated, did she? I thought um, she was really good. Um, <coughs> she uh, wins. She wins best supporting did actress she? for the Bill last McMorrow, picture just assuming show. That she was deserving of it and being. Yeah, Judge she's the coach's like, wife having the uh, the affair. Yeah, really. Uh, good. Ellen Burns. Ellen Burns. Uh, Ellen Burns. Like, Ellen Burstyn. Jesus Christ. She like. She got nominated as well. The coach is like, "Hey, drive my wife to the doctor. She got lady things to do." Uh, ben Johnson uh, plays uh, oh, Sam wow. the Lion in the. He wins for in the Last Picture Show as well. Both supporting uh, actor awards is go to the, the Last dude? Picture Show. I can't remember. I think so. I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. Uh, everything's in black and white, so as yeah. far as I'm concerned, they're all the old no, dude. Civil Shepherd, stunning. Ah, uh, dude, it's so I think that's got to be that's got to be hot. one of her, her first. I would say, right? I think that is our first picture. Uh, I can let you I know that. I think it's definitely one of Jeff Bridges' first ones. Let's see. Like, I don't think any of them were names at that point. Uh, no, yeah, uh, Last Picture Show is, uh, Sybil Shepard's first, uh, film credit, her second film credit, The Heartbreak Kid. Oh, shit, right? And then, uh... That's, uh, Lane May? Something called Daisy Miller, At Long Last Love, and then Taxi Driver. She had a, she had some, she had a fucking, uh, a run. I mean, she had a run uh, through the 80s, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I've never really understood why in my head Sybil Shepard is like, uh, she's a crazy person. I feel like Hollywood because really Bruce did Willis? her dirty. Because uh, her and Bruce that... Willis used to fight and she was, you know. Oh, yeah, that was what she was on that show. What was that show called? Moonlighting. Moonlighting. Yeah, and they take his side. Yeah. Uh, Sybil Shepard is, uh, last picture show. I don't know. I guess it's important. I, it's not my kind I, of I really liked it, uh. I I prefer American Graffiti, which I feel is yeah. kind of the same. Yeah, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Not we the same, but together. similar to that. Although that's more, this is more of a just that total small town America. Like there's nothing. They all just like got, that's what it is. Oh right? yeah, the, the no, movie one theater street. closing down. They do doing the last picture show. Yep. Uh, and then the because uh, I think the owner of the high pool school had a pool though, and I think that that's something that needs to be discussed. More. No, that's somebody's house has uh, a pool. Maybe because that's why of, they're all it's naked. It's a wonderful there. life. You're thinking of the scene in The Sopranos where AJ gets breaking <laughs> into the school. I never ever think. Nope, of that's what you're thinking of it. That's what you're thinking of it. You're thinking of AJ Soprano. You're thinking about AJ. You're thinking about AJ. AJ Lover, Nicholas and Alexandra, directed by Franklin J. Schaffner. Tsar Nicholas II, the inept last monarch of Russia, insensitive to the needs of his people, is overthrown and exiled to Siberia with his family. 
on. It's nice uh, that they send you with your family, though. They don't make yeah. you go there alone. They're like, oh, you can take your uncle with you. Yeah, and I mean, heads up for the ending of the movie. They also let you uh, be murdered by the military with your family. So yeah, well, I mean, that's just par for the course, man. Uh, this movie is long as shit. Uh, I did watch this. I did not see it. It's on Prime. It is okay. Um, there's a dude that plays Rasputin. He's really good. Tom Baker. He's a he's one of the old Doctor Who's. Yeah. And then uh, Brian Cox plays uh, Trotsky. I mean, you can't go wrong. Pretty with good. Brian Cox in a film. Yeah, really young Brian Cox yeah. too. 1971. But uh, kind of, uh, it was, it. So, in my head, like Rasputin and like the Russian family and all that shit, I always think of that as like thousands of years ago, like old timey. But it's, yeah. it's, it was like the nineteen fucking nineteen tens. Yeah, like Rasputin it's a, was alive. It's a revolution, right? Isn't that with, yes? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lenin and uh, uh, it, what's the, the fucking film we did a couple weeks ago? About Russia? I think about, I'm about, mixing it about, up about, about, I about Russia? I forget. You're talking, talking about Russia? I might be thinking of RRR in the, uh, in the <laughs> revolution. Yeah, I mean, those are very uh, similar films. I would say that this is a pretty close analog to RRR. <laughs> dude, what a fucking film. Uh, yeah, dude, I got to redo that one. So good. Um, Nicholas and Alexandra. Skip yeah, that's it. Yeah, another three. That's a fucking long one, too, right? Another three-hour? Yep. Damn. Yeah. Cut it uh, down, brother. Let me tell uh, you, if you're making a movie, just make a 90-minute movie. Let's throw some love at Best Actress winner, our beloved Jane Fonda for Clute. Oh. What, uh, um, we got some snubs? Uh, for films? Yeah. Uh, I think Clute is better than Clute the French great. Connection. For, uh, Donald Sutherland, right? Yep. Uh, that's directed by uh, Alan uh, Pakula, who does um, All the President's Men. That's like a espionage. Is that a spy movie? <sighs> no, she's a she's a she's a, a sex worker uh, living in New York, and one of her clients. Shows up, find, is dead, but there's somebody's writing her dirty letters, so she comes involved with the investigation, and then she's just hot and naked all through the whole thing. Just yeah, she's that so good. Last year, when uh, Criterion had the Jane Fonda collection, it was good. Um, other snubs, I would think Clute, McCabe, and Mrs. Miller. People like that's Warren Beatty and Julie Christie. I've never I seen think that. I that into a TV show in the '80s or '70s, um, probably. One Sunday of those Bloody husband Sunday and wife detective fucking shows that were all the rage. Hot to hot. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was called McCabe and Mrs. Mill. I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh it's called Jake and the Fat Man. And uh yeah. uh I don't know, I'm not seeing any other snubs. I could tell you what uh you know what I'll do for you? I'll well, give you the I'll give you the damn top me, ten. I love giving the top tens oh, for the that. year. Is this the box office top ten? This is the. I mean, this is what Wikipedia I mean, says. We could the, probably the find 10. the snubs just on this list right here by ourselves. I think that's what we might do. I think we might. I be think the that's true what we, crime detectives. I, th I think that's what we might do. Uh, Filler on the roof comes in highest grossing film of the year, forty million dollars. Billy Jack coming in at number two. 
which I tried to watch the other night and it was not streaming or I had to sign up for a free trial, that but is, I would uh, love to watch Billy Jack. Is that a Native American movie? I don't know. Not, I think obviously not maybe. using the terminology used in 1971, but... I think so. I think he is... It's like a vigilante yeah. thing. There were like four or five of them. Uh, French Connection comes in at three. Summer of 42 comes in at number four. Oh, that, uh, I think that's streaming on something. I was going to... I think I put it on a list somewhere. Um, that's uh, directed by Robert Mulligan... Jennifer O'Neill, Gary Grimes, Jerry Hauser. And you're a huge Gary Grimes fan. I mean, we're talking summer of 42. We're about to enter the war, buddy. Summer of 42, summer of four foot two. One of my favorite episodes of The Simpsons. Oh, look at that. Uh, Diamonds Are Forever, a great James Bond. Dirty Harry is this year, Clockwork oh. Orange. A uh, film called Carnal Knowledge, which I would like to watch, starring Jack Nicholson, Art Garfunkel, Anne Margaret, Candace Bergen, and Rita Moreno. That sounds so, like a film I'd watch. Yep. And uh, I think it's... Whole, oh, it's directed by Mike Nichols. So, Would you and, say uh, Dirty Harry before it, right? Yeah, it came in. That was the sixth highest. It just came ahead of Clockwork Orange. Then Carnal Knowledge, Last fucking, Picture Show, coming in at number 10. Clint Eastwood. Uh, those Dirty Willard. Harry pictures were huge, 70s and I've 80s. tried to watch the first Dirty Harry so many times yeah. and have never gotten through it. It's, it it's like, like the Bourne identity for me. Six or seven of them. Like, uh, yeah. Deadpool, Deadpool had uh, Guns N' Roses were in that they at a funeral. They're just like extras at a funeral. Oh, really? Yeah. That's and 88. They played, uh, one of their tunes is in it, too. Uh, you got Dirty Harry, Magnum Force, The Enforcer, Sudden Impact, and The Deadpool in 88. I should watch those. But, uh... I mean, that's the... Yeah. I, I believe Dirty Harry is the... Do you feel lucky, right? Or is that yeah. Magnum Force? That's the first one, is Dirty Harry. I don't know I if mean, that's what I mean, the, the character from. says it. I don't know where he says it. Yeah. Uh, do you feel lucky, punk? And I should Dude, watch this because I know so much of I, that shit in the 70s, like... Charles Bronson with the death, death oh, wish death movies wish. and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Chuck Norris in the eighties, all the like the yeah, fucking the thing revenge, is, is that the, uh, of the three people that we've mentioned, I don't hate Chuck I don't hate Charles Brosnan. <laughs> Chuck Norris and uh Clint Eastwood uh, seem kinda cuntish. Yeah, but that's what they've become in uh, you know I mean Clint Eastwood has still made some fucking incredible movies, dude. Yeah. Like no matter like you and and you know, when you put it, I you think when hey, you look, put you him love up, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. I know you when do. When you put him up against like James Woods or John Voight or shit, Clint Eastwood yeah. has given a lot more. Yeah, to, he also is. He hasn't. He has. He's like uh, Republican, like you know, your dad's Republican. Oh, I mean, like, he did just... do that talking to an empty chair, which was a really fucking yeah. cool thing. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna see James fucking... Woods doing that. Well, now they just fucking shoot the you empty fucking chair. cut. You know, hey. They'd take like away the chair's rights. And everybody would go, yeah, they shot the empty chair. And then the whiny left would be like, oh, you can't do that to chairs without a Don't warrant. Don't do it to the chair. And then the other guy goes, that's my chair. Chairs are ableist. He's like, is that a chair or is that a throne? Oh, brother. It's an insurrection. I think what the I call biggest it. snub is Malcolm McDowell not getting a uh, Best Actor nom. Yeah, it seems uh, 
Strange. Who else is up for best actor? Uh, we've got uh, Topol for Fiddler on the Roof. You can't deny that. Uh, I mean, George I can, C- but only because I haven't seen it. And yeah, but I'd as be, soon as you... It would be ignorant to do it. would be it. ignorant to do that. But once you see it, you'll go like, oh, yeah. I mean, he carries a three-hour movie I mean, I know back. it's a... It's a... Beloved classic. Beloved classic. I couldn't find the word, but you always know the word, Sean. Uh, George C. Scott uh, nominated for his role as Dr. Herbert Herb Bach in the hospital a year after he refused to get his thing. They were like, that fuck it. weird, right? Maybe this year. Maybe this year. Walter Matthau as in Sounds Cox. like Susan Collins nominated him, Sean. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. The hospital. I don't I don't believe I've ever seen that. Uh Walter Matthau gets nominated for Koch. Uh film directed by Jack Lemon, starring Walter Matthau uh Boy, that sounds fun. That you have to check out Koch. It's that not about Ed Koch. Former mayor Ed Koch, right? No, no, no. That's K O T C H. Who's that? Jack Lemon and who? Jack Lemon directs it. Walter Matthau stars. Oh, dude, I fucking love get these Walter, guys away dude. from each other. Uh, Peter Walter Finch. Walter Matthau in my life. Yeah, well, I got bad news for you. Peter Finch <laughs> uh, for Sunday Bloody Sunday, and then Gene Hackman wins for his role as Detective Jimmy Popeye Doyle oh, in the French dude. Connection. Look, I no argument from me, Gene Hackman. Deserves to have I an mean, Academy Gene Award. I mean, Gene Hackman is a an Oscar incredible actor. actor. I'm not saying that. I but I'd I think be fine Malcolm if he only had his from fucking Unforgiven. Dude, Malcolm McDowell, I think his performance at Clockwork Orange is just incredible. Yeah, I mean Jeff Bridges. And I think, I think uh, Popeye Doyle is just a dickhead cop, <sighs> being a dickhead repugnant. at all times to everybody. Repugnant. Um, Deplorable man. I genuinely, I it's it's the French can. It's directed by William Friedkin. Uh, I believe this is uh, where, The Exorcist. Yeah, William Friedkin's got a wild. Uh, he's got some great films. This would be his five, six, seven, ninth film, The French Connection. Uh, he follows this up with The Exorcist. And then he makes a film called Sorcerer, which I cannot find streaming, which I would like to see very badly. And then he does The Brink's Job, an old classic oh, balcony shit. episode. We got that. Um, uh, he does Blue Chips with uh, Shaquille O'Neal oh, to dude, Live and I Die in L.A. Blue Chips, really? That I I really like that movie. Yeah, Nick or at Nolte. least I, I got to see it in the day. I that was a movie that came out in 1994. I remember when it when it came to video. We were so excited to rent it because it had Shaquille O'Neal in it. Yeah. And it had, like, uh, Anthony Hardaway and I want to say Grant Hill or something like that. Yeah. Three, like, did. basketball players we were super and, uh, into. Orlando Magic. They were um, all on the Magic at the time, right? Uh, yeah. Penny Hardaway and Shaq definitely were. Uh, but I have no fucking idea what this movie was about. Yeah. It's, I remember uh, them giving Shaq a, uh, a car and getting yeah, in it's trouble. it's like a, a blue chip, a, a can't miss NBA pick. Draft pick. Yep. Uh, and, he directs. Uh, it's one of those, uh, dude, like we talked about it before. It's just one of those, you know, sports movies, man. They hit. It's just like um, that feel good fucking type shit. And back when Nick Nolte, before Nick Nolte went crazy, right? He went fucking loopy. Or am I always confusing him with fucking Gary Busey? Did Nolte lose it? Nolte. Allegedly. 
Well, Nolte had a, I think he had uh, that hair picture from the arrest. Yeah, right. He had some he had some boozing issues and stuff yeah. like that. But he's now come back around. He's in. Uh, he was in the Mandalorian. He's a voice in the Mandalorian. Um, he was in. Angel has fallen. The third has fallen. Film. He plays. Um, Gerard Butler's yeah, I like mean, hermit father living in the yeah. woods. When you it's a fun movie, dude. It's a fucking fun movie. Might show up. The As Fallen series wouldn't be it. What was it? I mean, was his it voice. Leo that did the. Oh the my god! One of the fucking or whatever. The she's fuck. getting dragged out of the White House, and she's just. As they're dragging her by her fucking leg, she's doing the Pledge of Allegiance, screaming it. So fucking funny. And I'm going to do it every day for 30 days. <laughs> uh, William Friedkin, great uh, great uh, director. But yeah, Blue Chips, Nolte plays the fucking gruff he's the rec- he's basketball the, yeah. coach. Well, that's the thing. Is is he he's got a voice. Or or whatever he is. He's got a voice that sounds like he swallowed so much glass. What year... What year was and then Blue chased Chips? it with more glass. 94? But we're not talking about that. We're talking about The French Connection, the 1971 crime action thriller film starring Gene Hackman. It's got crime slash action slash Fernando Ray, Roy Scheider, Tony LeBianco. Um, I really felt like Roy Scheider should have been second built in this. Roy Scheider is secretly the best actor of the 70s. That's what I've learned in the last week. I don't know. Well, no. I mean, no. Best dude. actor of the seventies is Cazale. Uh, but Roy Scheider is incredible. Yeah. So Roy Scheider's in uh, include the French Connection, Jaws, Marathon Man, Sorcerer, Jaws Two, all that jazz. He's so fucking good. I watched Marathon Man uh, last week. Yeah. Uh, with Dustin Hoffman and uh, Lawrence, Lawrence Olivier. Olivier. <sighs> what a fucking picture. Is it good? You like it? So good. Yeah, it's really great. Did you sit there hating Olivier the whole time? Or? Uh, I mean, yeah. You know, he in so much my as... gears, Sean. Well, he plays uh, You know, he act... gets at me. We're going to talk about it because he wins Best Supporting Actor for... Oh, he's nominated. He doesn't win, but... Uh, good fucking... He plays a... He plays a Nazi. A Nazi. A Nazi. Uh, great pair. It's on Prime. You should check out Marathon. I will. Dustin it's Hoffman. been on the list. Uh, Roy Scheider, a young William Devane. Oh, boy, oh, boy. We're having fun. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes too much. We uh, we open this thing up. We're in Paris. We're in somewhere in France. In French. Frenchland. We're and, in uh, there's a There's a police detective. Uh, I don't know what they call him in in uh, France, Le, Le Paliso Detective is following Alan uh, Charnier. I think they call him Inspector. Yeah, oh yeah, Inspector Clouseau. Uh Hello? This guy, this guy is tracking this uh, this uh, older man who's got a beard and glasses, uh, Alain Charnier or some shit. He runs the world's largest heroin smuggling syndicate. And then he's murdered. Uh, it's bound to happen if you run the world's largest heroin smuggling. He's uh, he's planning on ship uh, smuggling thirty two million dollars worth of heroin into the United States by hiding it in uh, in cars that are going over on by boat. I mean, it seems like a good plan. Not a bad plan. You got cars going there. 
You got a boat heading that way. So we're kind of like, okay, we got some heroin. It's coming to America. Coming to America. Uh, uh, meanwhile, in America, in New York City, uh, but just by very chance, we meet Detective Jimmy Popeye Doyle and Buddy Cloudy Russo as they are uh, just just being shitty cops, just fucking being detectives. Shaking and everybody down and saying, what are you doing? Give me going in, into, give me uh Going I, into... I get this uh, for free. This is my thing here. They go into a bar to shake down. Oh, they go to... They end up going to the Copacabana after their shift, and they see uh, this these this mob just couple. Like, oh, look at these guys at the table. Yeah, they can't they can't turn it off. That's the problem with these guys. They can't separate the well, job. Well, Roy Scheid is trying to. He's like, I thought you were buying me a drink. What do we? He's like, No, no, no. We gotta we gotta fucking I'm follow. Uh, a nine to five cop, dude. I get these mob guys are hanging out together, so we gotta fucking follow them. Let them murder um, everybody. I'll deal with it in the morning. They got that scene where they go into uh, a bar where it's it's just filled with uh, African American gentlemen. And they uh, they basically kick out the stools of everybody there, and they go empty all your pockets, drop all your drugs on the bar, and uh, boy oh boy, the amount of drugs that these uh, drug guys had was There's a so lot many of drugs. drugs. But really, they're not there for the drugs; they're there to talk to their undercover informant. And or... I mean, it, I think it just really speaks to, uh, to the fact that Americans love drugs. And they love them. Just be legal. What are we doing? I mean, uh, look, I don't know. I yeah, I don't have. Dude. I don't have the energy or the wherewithal you be to, able to go and buy buy heroin. Safe, yeah, dude. It should be tested. At like Seven Eleven. Be able to go somewhere and get it, and not fucking have to deal with fentanyl and all that shit, dude. Hey, it's insane. The money we spend fighting it to for something people are just gonna fucking do. We live through prohibition. It's insane. We, we damn, we damn well did. Listen to my other podcast. Uh, one bill in the basement talking about these things. Oh Jesus, that's a that's a we gotta let's workshop that title because yeah. that well, one stinks. Well, you know, it's hard to come up with right away. Um, they they Legalize start it, bro. they start putting this case together against these people that they think are bringing in drugs, and the feds get involved. And I'll be honest with you, trying to make sense of the case in this movie is hard because. It's it's the cool thing about this movie. This is and this is why I think it won, or why it's like recognized as like a important film, is that it's shot like documentary style, and it's not holding your hand at all. It's just yeah. like shit just happens, and then the camera like whips over, like the camera's just now seeing it for the very first time too. Like there's no plan to any of these shots. It's just shit happens, and you're like, what is going on? But that's like the thing you read. People are going, oh, we really like that it's shot. Like, it's very, you're very, you feel like you're there. I really like how it's shot. Like, they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, I like that they smashed a bunch of cars. That's what I liked. I think that it it has its moments. uh, But I think I personally find Popeye Doyle so goddamn unlikable. Awful. Uh so basically, he just gets in too deep. He comes becomes obsessed with this thing. At, at no point does he ever sleep or like, uh, you know, get rest. He just seems like he's drunk all the time and just, you know, harassing minorities and commandeering cars. Like yeah, there's dude, a that seems like. So there's a bunch of French people running around. They're trying to find out where uh, 
all this thing is. And so this is like the most famous scene in the movie is this long. And I mean, set, dude, like literally 60% of this movie is Gene Hackman running Hackman. I think Hackman. I, I, think I, I think I emphasized the wrong syllable there. Yeah. But uh, him just Hackman. chasing people, like chasing them into the subway, chasing them on the highway, yeah. chasing them. Yeah, the some good, and everybody gets away, and he never, ever catches the guy. And if he does catch the guy, he murders the guy immediately. <laughs> so he has this long chase. He's chasing this hitman through. The guy's on the train. The guy's I mean, taking over the train. at the end of the movie there when it's on the train, isn't it? Yeah, but you, what happens before that? I have no idea. <laughs> it's, Gene, it's just Gene Hackman chasing just doing, people. Yeah, he chases the guy down the subway. He gets away. He chases them down alleys. They get away. But this car chase is like the big thing in the movie. So many cars get smashed up. It's really awesome. Like he, dude, he killed at least two people in that chase. There's oh one yeah. Part where he t-boned. And he goes, "I need your vehicle, police business." That guy's not getting that car back. Yeah. That car's wrecked. He's like, "Are you gonna call anybody and tell him you took my car?" No, like. Can, can He's I, just gonna show up the police station like, yeah, a cop took my car. And should I get like, receipts okay, for tax? Am I gonna get reimbursed for ta- taxis? <laughs> no, okay. We got a we got an energy crisis about to happen. I can't give you this gas. Um, they're about to. They end up stopping the train. Nobody gets hurt except for the fucking murderer because the guy had the audacity to run up some stairs and then uh, Popeye Doyle shoots him in the back, and it's just like, well, that lead is dead. Dude, so like he chases this train on the elevated line. Yep. Like under it. And I think it's like a uh cool scene and shit. But from an ethical professional standpoint, you can't do yeah. this kind of stuff. No, no, no. You gotta call him back. You're putting up. all these citizens in danger. You are not Iron Man. You're not even in a police the, car. Flying you're just, through the, yeah, you're just right. to, to everybody no else, fucking... you're just a crazy person. The cops should like be pulling you over. people like, why aren't you getting out of the way? Because you uh, don't, we don't have to. You're just Is beeping. It, you're just an the asshole. The law, that's why. Uh, so then uh, somehow they, they figure out what car it's going to be, uh, the car they're going to get. I love this scene. This is this is You love the minutia. Well, I love like I love the idea that uh Gene Hackman got the best actor award this year. They were like nobody did better actoring than you, Gene Hackman. You're the best actor that there was. And for a week probably his only job was to just go in and just fuck up a car. Like they were just like, "All right, here's some tools. Here's a guy that knows about Tear cars. Break this car in every conceivable way." And it's like 15 minutes of them just smashing every... They take this car screw by screw, take this car apart. And then once they're absolutely finally done, they go like, oh, the only place we haven't looked is the running boards. They're like, what do you mean, the only place we haven't looked? And then I was like, yeah, what are... Oh, they're called rocker boards. And I go, yeah, what are those? Rocker panels. I go, I don't even know what those are. And then I was like, oh, those would have been the first thing I took out. Oh, you're not going to look in the big (laughs) open space? Oh, you guys! You guys decided to take the seats out first, not the thing <laughs> that's right there that's just conveniently screwed. Uh, all right, hey, I'm not gonna try to tell you guys how to do your job, but they eventually <laughs> find all the heroin and then they uh, put it all back. They just rebuild the car because then the guys show up and they're like, "Hey, do you have our car?" And they're like, "Uh, oh, it's oh, gonna yeah, wait." And then Roy Scheider comes in like, oh, yeah, we got it right here. We got like 5,000 cars a day. So you so got to pay the tow fee, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, no, and, hey, excuse me, I had a couple of, uh, uh francs in my, a uh, couple there, it seemed to be missing, because the cops stole the money, I okay, don't, I, uh, I don't speak your language, sir, so obviously I don't, I'm not able to, fair, they, uh, they track, uh, this is a cool shot, they go, the drug deal goes down, and then as they're getting away, they, they go up that, that bridge that's oh, yeah, also like they, a hill. They get they crest over the hill, and then it's just a wall of cop cars. And they're like, uh-oh. ay 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 So then there's like this big, uh, you know, shootout in uh, this warehouse. And they're trying to catch this. The They call him Frog One. The Alan Sharan, the main bad guy, the guy with the coat and the hat. Yeah, that's, you know, they got to be racist on that. So they're trying to, they're trying to find him, but then... Uh, boom! Popeye Doyle shoots a cop, <laughs> dead. Shoots the Fed. He shoots one of the Feds. Yeah, and then that's the end of the movie. I, it's both times I've seen this, I was thrown by how sudden this movie just ends. Yeah. Now I know that they did. Now I'm going to ask you a question here, obviously, and I might have the answer. You, you might have the answer. I might you probably won't. And if you don't, you know, just should I feel it, bad or not? What, how do you want me to feel? Me don't attack me for asking you. All right. Uh, I know that they had a. They Why did do you a do this every to this? Oh, oh yeah. Yep. Uh, do they discuss what happened after? Like, is it or is it just on to a different case? No, it's. Uh, I think he Popeye died. Uh, so Gene Hackman is in. Uh, he reprises his role as Jimmy Popeye Doyle in the French Connection Two. Uh, oh, that's actually the name. Yeah, it's called French Connection 2. It's on Stars, which I know is... I, I, look, I know it's a problem. <laughs> it's, th- it's still a problem. Um, uh, Al, Al, uh, Alan, uh, Fernando Ray, who plays uh, Frog 1, Alain Charnier, the main like heroin guy. Yeah. It's about Popeye Doyle going to France and then just going into business for himself and taking on this guy in France. Going into business? business for himself yeah i don't know that dealing heroin no 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 as he's trying to get justice but i don't know that he's i don't i haven't seen it so i don't know if he's supposed to be this if he's defying orders he's a bad person he's a bad cop he's um but those two guys are the only crossover from the first film but it is the one that the other cops should turn in and be like yeah fucking popeye doyle's doing all this fucking wild shit dude uh the sequel's not directed by William Freakin. It's directed by John Frankenheimer, who did. Uh, oh, Frankenheimer's done. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's legit. The Black Sunday, the French how Connection. How was uh, Manchurian? How was how was French Connection two received? Uh, typically, uh, don't, visually, don't, the eyes and ears. Don't. <laughs> you just, you just <laughs> <turn it> off. <laughs> uh, looks like it's got an eighty-four on the Rotten Tomatoes. Roger Ebert gave it two and a half out of four stars. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's just not yeah, as what, good as uh, what yeah, the, was that the second one? Seventy-five. Right. I just don't think it's as well loved as uh, the first one. But uh, I should watch it. I almost watched it the other night because it's on stars, which I have no problem with. Yeah, I know that we're coming up to uh, like Gene Hackman and such better movies, though. Like the conversation and shit is. Um, Such a better movie than French Connection, I think. There's also a 1986 television film starring Ed O'Neill as Detective Jimmy Popeye Doyle called Popeye Doyle. There you go. Uh, so if you want to watch there Ed O'Neill, 
Ed O'Neill be a racist cop on TV. <laughs> Yeah. If you want to see Popeye Doyle stick his hand <laughs> down his pants, check out the TV film from 1986. This Popeye was made for you. <laughs> I love Ed O'Neill. Why are we making fun of Ed O'Neill? No, I, I do too. We have, talented, we're making talented, fun of Al Bundy, man. not Ed O'Neill. Or I was. Um, you know I'm yeah. always making fun of Al Bundy, keeping it current. You love it. You love it. What do we French Connection. What do we got next week? Another classic uh, film? Yeah, yeah. I would say maybe the most classic film. Uh, was it Oz? No. Okay. All right. All right. I see. Look, I stepped in it. I'll admit it. <laughs> I got dog shit all over my shins. Birth of a Nation? <laughs> no. It's, uh... Is it oh, The Godfather? Sh- yeah, next week is The Godfather. God damn. Uh, so, I think we're off the hook. I, we don't what have do to watch do? that one if we don't. We did We did an episode on I mean, Godfather. we could do it. We could just talk about No. What are the other nominees? Oh, uh, Cabaret? Cabaret uh, is so good. Deliverance, also great. Deliverance is so good. The Emigrants, which is an Igmar Bergman film. That's yeah, not I, streaming anywhere. I haven't s- been able. I've been trying to find it on disc at, at uh, a local library branch, Sean. And, uh, mm-hmm. and Sounder is on Hoopla, I believe. Oh, is it? That yeah. looks good. I don't remember what it is, but I remember. Uh, I think it's it a young once. coming of uh, age uh, African American uh, yeah, film. Yeah, you know how I like that. Um, but I'm yeah, young, it's the Godfather. Age just got a next tattoo. Week. Finally allowed to to smoke cigarettes, drink I alcohol. Rewatch, I gotta rewatch Cabaret. I'm not gonna rewatch the Godfather. I, we just Cabaret. The uh, blank checks coming up on Fosse, right? Yeah, saying? they're doing Fosse, and uh, so he's you're got. Not gonna watch, you're not gonna watch Cabaret until they, until that. Oh, I mean, you're more invested the... in blank check than this. You're like fuck us, Bill. What you? This Sunday, by the time this episode comes up, there's Sweet Charity episodes out. By the time oh, this really? episode drops, they'll have dropped their Cabaret episode. What is is Sweet Charity streaming on anything? Uh, it's on Broadway HD, which I might be signing up for a thing. Shirley MacLaine, Ricardo Montalban, Sammy Davis Jr. Maybe I'll sign got some up good for songs. a for that. Sweet Charity's got uh, Hey Big Spandar. Oh, Spand. that's a song that I've heard of. Yep. If my friends could see me now, this little blah blah blah. Bum, Maybe bum, I'll just bum, watch bum, Cabaret. Bum, 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 bum. the other one. Oh, that's smart. Um, Sean, we got some good movies coming out: The Sting, Godfather Part Two, oh, One Flew Over goodness. the Cuckoo's Nest, Rocky, Annie Hall. No, well, all good I, things. Personally, I I love that movie, but nothing it's gold can be stay. Tough talking about it, I think I ain't pumped. You come uh, to me on this the day that we watch Annie Hall. And you ask me, hey, am I allowed to marry my stepdaughter, even though I'm not actually a made man yet? Maybe one day I'll be made and I'll be allowed to legally marry my stepdaughter? I don't know. You know what? This conversation isn't really uh, something I feel comfortable talking about. I wish people could see your De Niro Niro face with your Brando voice. (laughs) Oh, that's what I was doing. Just like Godfather Part 2. Oh, my goodness. I'm nailing them all. 